Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Talking Cop for this Tuesday night. Um, I'm Gav, this is Dunner, it's just the two of us this week. Um, lads are sick, lads are off doing whatever. Me and Dunner are just committed to the cause when it comes to talking Premier League. Dunner, how are you? I believe you had to sit through Manchester United Neil Bayern Munich won this evening. Um, Brutal. What? Brutal game of football. Was Brutal it? Game Absol- United are absolutely muck, Gav. Yeah. Muck. Right. We, 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 listen, I can't do a show at any stage this week without talking about this United game coming up, and I don't mind talking about it once it's with different people, um, and you're another different person to talk about, so we might get into that a little bit later. But let's start with um, let's start with this vote, uh, and I'm trying to think of the word what they use. Um, memorization, I think, is the word that they use. Yeah. Uh, we're we're against to so. If for anyone that doesn't know what this is, basically what this is, is that when a team signs a player, they can have a contract over, like you see Chelsea, eight years, and they can spread the cost of that transfer across the eight years of the contract. And that's a standard thing that's been done in a long time, for a long time. Sign a fella for five years, you might put, if it's for 50 million, you might put 20 up front, the other 30 is done over five years, you pay that club 6 million a year. And that's how it works. Chelsea kind of, turned that on its head and went, no, we'll give them 20 up front and we'll give them the 30 million over eight years, right? Which significantly reduces your outcome or your out, your output, um, mm. money wise, um, <coughs> from five to seven, eight. Now, the Premier League brought up this vote today, don't know, where regardless of the contract you give a player, you can only do the spread of this money old over a max of five years. 15 clubs voted for it. Two were against it. Three abstained, I think. Um, reports are that Chelsea were one of those that um, were for this and voted for it. Is it a little bit of, you know, the horses bolted sort of thing, Dunner? Or is is it just like, look, we're in line with UEFA now because UEFA have done this a little while back. Yeah, but it's... Look, Chelsea were the club taking full advantage of it, Gavin. As you said, the horses bolted, so... They've they've done it. They don't need to do it from here on in. I think they were looking at reducing that anyway from here, from last summer, weren't they? They were they were talking about they weren't going to put these payment over long contracts anymore. That they were done with that. That it was just to stay in line with their FFP for the 
for last year, wasn't it? I think. Mm, yeah. So, so like they they were they were always going to go in favour of it this year because they didn't need to do this anymore. So, one hundred percent, the horses bolted. There was no other real clubs at this. I think maybe, I think you have to go back over to Barca in Spain. I think are the only other ones at this nonsense. Well, I think Barca had to try because they're in serious bother as well. So they're trying yeah. to put, you know, give give players my contracts and and try pull it across that. But, but like, I know what you were saying with Chelsea were the ones that were kind of doing it the Premier League, right? But it's it doesn't leave it doesn't leave much wiggle room for Chelsea anyway, because yeah. they have a lot of players there that are on six, seven, eight years. I think one of them might be on a nine year contract, right? Might be even Sasado, right? And let's be honest about it. If Chelsea, if this doesn't work for Chelsea, the players they have, right? And Pochettino's already making noises about January. When they come to get, A, getting rid of these players, right? It's going to be difficult because even if a fella is three years there and he's not doing it, he's still sitting there going, I'm not, I've five years left on my deal here. I'm not going anywhere. So that's where it messes with them. But secondly, when they go to sign players, off the back of what they've done financially, when they go to sign players and they go, well, you can have to pay me over five years. That it's, I think it might hinder them the most. Even though I know you're saying the horse is bolted, it might still hinder them the most. Oh, but yeah, I suppose Chelsea are in a bit of a lose-lose situation because yes, the horse is bolted in terms of like Chelsea done the damage. There was no other clubs going to do it, so no one else is going to get repercussions for this down the road because no one was going to go near it anyway. I don't think it might, just in my opinion, but. Mm. As you, you're 100% right in saying that like Chelsea will be hampered now with these long contracts as well. And especially now that they're not going to get Champions League again this year. Mm. So that's another massive financial hit for them next year. And you're already looking, they still have Lukaku on the on the books. And he's been loaned out. And like the likes of Mudrick and these boys, Jackson and that, they're not going to be wanted by Pochettino next year. So they're on these long-term deals. And... No one's going to take them because they gave them bumper wages to avoid anyone else coming yeah. in for them during the summer. Yeah. So they're in a situation where they're going to be loaning these lads out but paying 90%, maybe 80% of their wages on top of what they're trying to bring in then to improve the squad. So they're 100% in a lose-lose situation. But then this is where FFP has to come in properly like because they are an open case, especially if they don't get Champions League this year, which is near impossible at this stage. Yeah. So you know what happens there? Like that's this is the interesting point for it going forward. It's like people. It's been reported today by think by the Athletic to say that Chelsea are one of those that, um, Chelsea were one of those that you know voted for this to go through, and people were like Chelsea voted for this, and I was like, well, that doesn't really surprise me because you have to remember Chelsea. Chelsea have done this right and I think Chelsea have voted for this because I think there's other stuff coming down the line for Chelsea and they're probably trying to sweeten up the, the Premier League or wherever going but look look we, we backed your we backed that proposal and as well as that I think Chelsea have probably looked and went do you know what there's probably teams out there that are way more clever than us with the money they spend and if we allow them to spend that over fucking eight years do you know what I mean Um they'll make a much better job of it than us. Do you know what I'm saying? So instead yeah. of <coughs> instead of Liverpool signing, I don't know, uh, whoever, pick a player at Chelsea, right, for 70 million and or 80 million, right, as an easy number, and saying, look, we'll give you 10 million here over eight years. Liverpool could go and get two players for 40 million and spread it 
and the payments would be the same over that same amount of time, but they've two players and they've probably they'll probably pick the players better than Chelsea would. So I think Chelsea are kinda of going, that doesn't really work for us. It hasn't worked for us, but someone may, after seeing what we've done with it, may fucking do it better and let's stop them doing it better. But I think uh, like I still think this hurts Chelsea, coupled with the fact that you know, like you said, if they made Champions League, it'd be an absolute fucking miracle this season. And I just cannot see it. I just cannot see it. And I think the FFP stuff's going to come back on Chelsea again. Um, and people will say, ah, you're saying that ages. Look at Everton. Everton is now the marker. And Everton have been done on what looks like one charge and got six or have had 10 points taken off them. It will have to happen to Chelsea. And people make the argument that, you know, oh, they were bought over and they were blah, 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 and Abramovich. doesn't matter. When you buy over, you have to do your due diligence. The Premier League have to do their due diligence on you and you go in with the same set of rules as everybody else. You don't get any freebies here. You don't get any any leeway. You know what I mean? It's it's mad. There's a good couple of comments coming in here. But Do you think, Gav, as well, with Chelsea, do you think it could be a case where they're nearly towing the company line here now with, with voting in favour of this contract situation again because like everything maybe win with an open book scenario show everything that's wrong and then hope that the penalty isn't that bad in the end yeah I, I think so well you see Donna the thing is like the talk is that Chelsea have gone to the Premier League and said look we found A, B and C financially right hoping that the Premier League will go ah look that was before you were in here you know don't worry about it but that's not the case the football club continued to operate while, uh, whether it was Abramovich there, his assets frozen, he had to sell, wherever it is, they continued to operate. And if they operated in a way that Abramovich was paying a lot of the bleeding bills and that Chelsea should have, should have been paying, they'll get done for it. So I think Chelsea are in a bit of a precarious position where they're probably already in trouble for whatever their, I'm not saying FFP, but their, their financial dealings probably has them in a little bit of trouble. They've this loophole, and Jono says it. This loophole everyone knew about, but just weren't stupid enough to go ahead with. They've done that, and now they've probably looked at it and went, "We're going to actually screw ourselves here. And we're going to have to vote for this to fucking go through." Which means now that whatever they try to do, they can't spread costs. So by this being pushed into five years, which are, which you would normally manage, okay, every other team does. What's gone on before? Is going to kill you because you have all these players sitting there on seven, eight. I think there's a nine year contract, genuinely, but there's just so many costs every year for the next eight years. And now they're being restricted to five. It's a, it's a bit of a double whammy, you know. It's like, it's like being paid, it's like going out two weeks rent or two months rent and getting paid for, uh, monthly by your job. It just, it, you never catch up. You know yeah. what I mean? You just I never was, catch I up. I've seen a comment, I think it was actually John as well, just earlier on there. He was saying about them looking to sell Gallagher. And, you know, yeah, O'Shane says there, already linked away to try and fund other transfers, but he's been okay. <coughs> the thing with that, that is... That's a home <coughs> situation, 100% profit. That's yeah. the only reason he likes him. <coughs> yeah, it's the only reason, it's, it's the only reason Gallagher's been, um, always been linked away. Yeah. Because, what? so if they sign a player for 50 million, okay, and they sell him for... 70 million. They go, oh, 20 million profit, right? Mm. But no, because you've you've only given out 20 million for that player. 
Do you get me? So yeah. what happens is they, they start looking back on what you owe left on them, right? Whereas if you sell Gallagher for 50 million, it goes directly against your accounts because yeah. he's basically seen as a free asset that you can put against the books. Do you get me? Exactly. If you, if you, so, if, if, sorry, if you, if you bought a player for 50 and you go, oh, we got 30 back from him. Yeah, but that's not like the, against your books. That's fuck all because this payment, you still owe 30 on him. It's not like you paid it. You haven't paid it yet. So you still exactly. owe 30 million on this player and you've sold them for 30. You know what I mean? It, it means fuck all. You can't write it off against your books. You simply can't. Um, it's why you probably see them in the summer. I'd say the likes of Reese James and even Caldwell and that, you'll see them going up for sale as well if they don't make Champions League for the simple well, fact that they make big bucks off them and they'll clear a lot of debt off that way. Yeah, and and like like you said, you have Gallagher, you have Caldwell. There's, there's, there's um, obviously there's going to be another couple around, and there's lot, there's plenty of players coming through there as well mm-hmm. that have come in, and you kind of they're, they're young players, and and they probably have to sell them off. But this is the risk they've taken, and the, and listen, the Everton thing will be a marker. There's no doubt about it. The City thing, look, we know it's probably fucking two more years down the road, and um, I don't agree with that for a second. But that's where we are. But with the Chelsea thing, it just seems like. They've they've jumped into bed with the wrong idea, and now it's come back on them. And, and only time will tell. Like Wizard says, there, Chelsea already done what was needed because they brought up all the best youngsters in two years. They will have the uh, so they'll have the Premier League experience. Uh, they cheated. Um, let me see uh, what else. Chelsea apparently want. Uh, yeah, there. Jono says it again. Uh, they want to sell Gallagher, but being one of the best players uh, this season, they're a shambles. Uh, Chelsea have a smaller ground in. Um, Chelsea have a small ground in theirs of their wage bill. Roman subsidised them to the tune of 1.5 billion in his tenure. They're not a global brand either. I think they're financially fucked. You know, and you have that. That's the funny thing. Like when you look at Chelsea, when Abramovich gets his assets frozen, right? The big thing around it was how much Chelsea owed to Roman Abramovich. So they weren't, you know, they weren't um, financially stable in any way. And it's just got that they have much more. They, they've loaded of money behind them still, same way with Abramovich. But the way they run is not financially viable. It just simply isn't, unless you hit the absolute gold on every one of them transfers, and you don't have to make a transfer for the next five years because these lads are amazing. And that just simply doesn't happen. We're four months into this, and you know Pochettino's either trying to talk himself out of a job, or he's trying to talk them into doing something mad. But there's still a lot to be looked at as well in, in regards to their ownership, though, Gav. Like, you know, it's, it's nearly clear as day that they're still funded by the PIF as well, so they are. So, hmm. you know, like, what, what's been said about that or what's been done, like, that's... How, how have they passed the fit and proper test? Like, I know Bowley's in front for them, but, you know, it's where he's getting his funds from for Chelsea. But you see, the thing is, right, the, the fit and proper test, right, is a, is, is a nonsense, it's a nonsense, right? If they're being backed by PIF, which I think that I think to a certain extent they are, I think they own a small percentage of this Clear Lake, right? Or officially they own a smaller thing, right? But when the Premier League look at it, the Premier League probably don't have... You see, this is my argument with it. The Premier League probably don't have to look in a fit and proper test. They need to look at how they implement their own rules. So, you know, and... Maybe the fit and proper test is down to protecting the football clubs as institutions, right? Big football clubs, all football clubs should be protected as institutions, right? And that's where the fit and proper test comes in to go, listen, this fella's coming in, 
he has got a lot of money, right? And then you can argue where it's coming from, right? But it's when they get in, they go, listen, you've all the money in the world, but just to let you know, these are the rules. And if you don't want to stick to them, I wouldn't sign that contract because you won't last here. And that's the issue, Dunner. The issue is, there's an issue with the fit and proper thing, but the issue is what's implemented when they arrive in. And I'm telling, I'm under no illusions that Newcastle United are sitting there with their fucking hands, you know, they're sitting on their hands going, what is going to happen here? Do we put, do we not pull the plug on Newcastle, but do we actually put the hammer down financially into this club? Because if we do, if we do, and Man City are found to be guilty of all these charges, we could be in the exact same boat, and it'll flush out a lot of people very quickly in the yeah. in the world of English football. It just will. There'll be no point. You know what I mean? It'd be like I me or you. It'd be like me or you looking to invest in something, and you know, it turns out we're investing in bleeding chocolate teapots. It's just there's no point in it, Donna. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's I think it's a bit of a I think it's mad. I think. The Chelsea thing, the Chelsea thing is is you know I'd I'd love to find someone that knows the real ins and outs of it, someone close to Chelsea that you know would tell you the real ins and outs because it just seems very very um there seems to be a lot of elements in it done doesn't it? it's very hard to nail down exactly what's going on there. But like it's spread across as well in even into other sports like it's Bowley's crowd as well the baseball one did you see that one? Yeah, I was talking to a couple of lads with that. Yeah, where he's fucking, he's given what? I'm not ex- exactly sure the numbers on it. The percentage it's of a seven hundred million dollar contract for ten years, but I don't think he's that. I don't think he's paying him. Someone said there, I don't think he's paying him. Your man gets paid from the years twenty twenty four to twenty forty three. Jesus Christ! Like you know what I mean? This is mental carry on, like. Yeah, but that. But basically, what he does then is he just basically fell at players for ten years, and then he's handed a fortune. Um, he's handed 70 million a year when he retires for 10 years do you know what I mean and that's where I, whatever he's getting you know in endorsements or whatever now but it's all a way of finding a way around this and you see the thing is with this sort of thing I think it's just a, a tactic of outlasting the people that set the rules outlast yeah. them outfund them and, and you know whereas if, if you walk in there tomorrow Dunno walks in tomorrow to, you know, Sligo Rovers and says, I have a load of money I want to spend. And you go in and then the league says, well, look, you only spend a certain amount. And you go, well, fuck you. Because I've, I've 250 million in my back pocket here. And I'm willing, I'm willing to, to bet 20 to 25 million of that in the next 10 years. Where to the point where I'll be buying the league. I won't be, I won't be even dealing with you anymore. And that's where, that's where it's coming from. That's, that's where, that's the end game. The end game is to own the whole lot. Not to be part of it, not to be a shareholder, not to be a stakeholder in the Premier. The, the, the end game in all this is to own the corporations you're currently part of. That that's that's my take on it anyway. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. A few more comments. Uh, Kevo Sullivan says Chelsea were always built on selling well. This is the first time they've lumped they've they're lumped with assets after spending an absolute fortune on players. They're losing value on. There's talk of a few of the month now already. Um let me see. Dan says it depends on how many long contracts they can sell to Saudi, like they did last summer. Yeah, that's a very fair point. Brozier could be allowed to be sold. He'd be in the same boat as Gallagher mm-hmm. says Ushian. Correct. Um, who's buying Reese James? He's injured more than me, says Chris Brack. Yeah, that's also correct. Their fans are already pissed off about them selling club grown mount. They won't be happy about selling Gallagher too. But 
You can be unhappy about Mount and Gallagher, but you're sitting there championing all the signings you're making. Exactly. And you know what way that you're doing it, and you know the financial structure of what they're doing. So well, you can't have your cake and eat it. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Taking the best youngsters in that generation, science-wise, and giving them eight-year contracts is great data for Chelsea. It's logical stuff. It's it's logical if it works. You know, if if you go out there and you say, right, I have the next um, eight Lionel Messi's in their position. Yeah, spend it all fucking day because you know, but if it doesn't work and financial reports are done every year and every three years across Europe. So Chelsea right now, we know no Europe this year, possibly no Europe next year. doesn't matter what money they have. If they are not running properly and being successful, it affects them. And you, Wizard, I get your point, but let's be honest about it. If Chelsea don't get into Europe this year, they'll be wanting rid of half of them players because they haven't performed. They'll want rid of half and get to get more in. How do you do it now? How do you do it? You've, and you've bear six, in mind, eight, ten players on, on six and seven and eight year contracts. They're going to go nowhere. No one's paying them for a start. Don't know, they're, not, they're not paying them. And look, if, if any of these players are clever enough, and most players are these days as well, they could have release clauses in the contract that if they're not making Champions League or anything like that, where it could go to, at a minimal fee. Yeah. And even at that, that could hamper Chelsea more in it, uh, you know, mm-hmm. to entice players to come into the club. You give them those benefits of having the release clauses and that there, so that they get your guarantee that they're yeah. going to sign on. They have that exit clause as well into these long contracts. Yeah. Ashley says, ultimately, they are not self-sufficient. It's night and day when you compare it to Liverpool. Say what you want about FSG, but they deserve their flowers for getting us to where they are in that regard. Yeah, that's true. Um, they're far from perfect, FSG. But they haven't gone anywhere close, not even in the same ballpark of doing, um, of doing like you know what what Chelsea have done here, and it, it all looked shiny and new. Yeah, but it all looked shiny and new, and now it's like one bad season, and this could be this could be all over the place. And you know, it's it's um, it's I got. I'm 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 reluctant to say what could happen to Chelsea because, like I said, uh, I just I just don't know the absolute ins and outs of it. I know what they're doing transfer wise, and I know what they're doing contract wise, and I can kind of make a guess off it. But you'd have to kind of know the numbers. Red Steel says your mate Rory might know. Gav, yeah, I should actually ask Rory because Rory digs into these things and, and does um does find the well, uh, does find yeah. plenty on them. Um, what do you reckon the outcome of that vote was today really and truly when you think about it who do you think they're trying to prevent from it in the future do you think maybe just when you're talking about it a second ago do you think maybe it's Newcastle they're trying to affect um, maybe you could see that as a as a way a, of funding that money pro- yeah yeah it could have been but I think if you were to give them some credit the football clubs they were probably looking at as a whole to protect football clubs yeah, like it doesn't like like don't we all go on the presumption that these people come in, spend loads of money, and stay. Right? What happens if Clear Lake turn around tomorrow and say we're at the pump and all this money in? These players aren't worth what we bought them for. Um, you know they're on contracts that are mental. We're not performing, so we're literally just leaking money all over the place here. Right? And that's what they're doing. And just turn around and go. Do you know what? We're selling it. We're just going to get our 1.75, 2.75 billion back and we're out of here. It's not worked. Now, 
who's taking it then? Are two point seven five billion to t- to go in and try do a lot more, f- you know, financially than they've done because you have to clear up that mess and hope yeah. that you you get it back because they're all these are all speculating to accumulate. You know what I mean? That's what they're doing. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're hedge funds that want to make money. And you talk about FSG. FSG have come in and will make an absolute fortune off Liverpool Club. Where will they leave them? They leave them as a massively rich football club, a successful football club, with a great infrastructure, stadium, the whole lot. But they will make their money off it at the end of the day. And don't get me wrong, FSG sell for $4 billion. Someone comes in and spends $4 billion. They'll want to make their money. And that's the dangerous bit. That's actually the dangerous bit. It's what comes after. Because it's already spending 300 million and making your 3 billion. But unless you're like just stupid rich where it doesn't mean anything to you, you're going to put 4 billion into, a, into an enterprise. <laughs> Fair play to you if you don't want that one back. Do you know what I mean? And how much it costs you to keep it going in order for it to be worth get your 4 billion back in 5 years is an awful lot of money. It is an awful lot of money. It's Unless it's real, being run really well and being successful on the pitch, which FSG have been, you know the sort of way to keep that up. Um, look, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go and ask some questions about Chelsea and see where where I where I get on that, and we might come back to it in a little while. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is um, Donner, tell me this: Is Pep Guardiola gone bananas, or is it just me? Is the head gasket gone? It's gone. Yeah, it's gone. It's done. In for, into the shop. It's gone. So it is. He's a, I can't understand it, Gav. I don't know how a man in his position has just blown a few so quickly. We're, yeah. we're just we're we're only touching Christmas here. Yes, yeah. we were in the depths of the title race. Yeah, and he's. It's not even just at Liverpool. He's blown at Arsenal. He's blown at, at Spurs. Everyone, everyone's yeah. getting a, an belt of the stick off him. I, I, like that rant he went on the other day was just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. What. <laughs> I'm gonna ask the question straight out the bat, out, out, out the bat. Right? Oh. Do you think? Forget the football for a minute, because we get on to that, right? And but do you think that what's going on in the background with C is starting to show on him? People think we've lined this up, Gav, but that's exactly my reasoning behind all this as well. I think he's looking for an exit strategy with all this. I think do, this uh, is. Oh, you go that far? I saying an extra extra strategy on it. Yeah. Yeah, I just just looking at it, this fella's been calm and collected. Like he, he has these little mad outbursts and he's a sarky bastard at times. I don't mind him, but he's just he's a weirdo, like he is a weirdo. But this kind of stuff, this is new. This this never happened at Barca or Bayern. This is just brand new to him. And I think what he's gonna play off is they know something is coming now. And there's a lot of upset in that camp, you can see it. You can see it in the performances on the pitch. Something's just not right at City this season. And I think he's playing off a gap big time and I think this is his exit strategy at the end of the season that if it's so that they don't win the league, hopefully that's the case, that he says, no, I've had enough, I'm done. Uh, pressure's too much, blah, blah, blah. I need you, to take a break. Like what he done yeah. at the end. Do you think then that if it is an exit strategy, and I'm not, I'm not saying, I don't I know if it is, right, but his, his mantra in all this will be, you know, the media... And everyone else is um, just treating us off. They treat us terribly, and they, they the way they carry on about me um, is terrible. And I've had I'm not standing for this. I'm out of here. Rather than turn around, and going 
do you know what? I think we might be up fucking shit creek without a paddle here. And I need to get out. Rather than saying that, he's kind of making it like, because the rant the other day, right? Um, I was looking at it and I was kind of going, this, is this fella listening to himself? Because he basically what he turns around and says is like, oh, you know, we're expected to win. You know, anybody else wins this league, it's a big achievement. When we win it, nothing. Now, that goes back to him not getting the recognition he thinks he deserves. But when he looks at the club he's at, where does he think he's going to get the recognition from? And what I couldn't make out, what I couldn't work out was, does Pep Guardiola literally sit there and believe that, you know, he is upset that he's expected to win everything at Man City when you look at, you know, potentially what they've done to put themselves into that position. That doesn't make sense. That's two plus two is five, doesn't it? No, he's creating, he's trying to create this storm, Gav. And I think what he was trying to do with that outburst the other day is to create a massive media hype behind it and have it all over the place and create this mentality that, as you said, that the, the press are trying to nearly hang them out. Like, you even take it, just to bring it back to our own for a minute, you look at Klopp the last day after the Palace game. And remember the... There's one of the interviews I must watch channel was on. Makes a snarky comment to him about the half twelve kickoff. Oh, was after the Sheffield United game? Sorry, was it Sheffield United game? Yeah. yeah. Makes the snarky comment and Klopp bites and has a little bit of a, a chomp back at him. Mm. You look at the coverage that got all over the place. Yeah. That was everywhere and everyone was commenting on it. And that's that's the that's the airplay Klopp gets. Everyone bites on it all the time and look at Klopp, look at Klopp losing the head, blah blah blah. Pep tried to do it the other day. You know, it looked forced. Like that, that whole thing looked forced the way he was going on because it didn't make any sense. It was pure shy talk what he was coming up with, mm. and that didn't get half the airplay that Klopp got. He's, he's, I don't think he's even getting what he wants by blowing the head gasket. Because yeah, I, I think, I think it's world where they fucking they lick his hole and he can do no wrong. Yeah, because I think the, I think the narrative of the back of his Everton stuff I think is turning on City, and I think he knows it's turning on City. Yeah. And basically, it's going to be, yeah, sure, you'll win everything, sure. You Look what you've done to get there. You know, like, um, so a couple of things there. Uh, Megan says, Pep, Pep's head is melting all before Christmas. He knows he's in a tight race. Oshin says, surely he's been told behind the scenes of what actually the case of these charges and if it's a serious punishment. Kieran says, Gundogan has been a big loss to them. Um, Jono says, he's the most insecure great manager we've ever seen. He hates that everything he's done at City will have a Lance Armstrong asterisk next to it. Um... Let me see. Uh, bum, 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 bum. Uh, Carragher's response to Pep Dig was top tier trolling. And look, Carragher goes back to him and says, I would have won a league if I, if I was, you know, backed by a, a sovereign state and would, you know, could run up whatever I wanted to the total of 115 charges. And I don't, maybe he's being told in the background, look, this is actually fucking serious. Um, maybe, you know, he's, I think overall, I think he can see, I think he's gone along as, as a city manager and kind of went, he's really upset that other teams get credit and his teams don't. But he's kind of dealt with it because, you know, they all know what, they, they all think they know what we've done, blah, 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 blah. But now, with the narrative actually shifting and focusing straight in on him, I think that's where where he's right in the in the crosshairs here. I think that's where he's going to turn it and basically say, I've been hounded out of England because the way they've treated me. You know the sort of way? But if you, absolutely, and Gav, if you look at the way he's always approached this situation from day one since these charges appeared, listen to what Pep says when he's asked about it. 
he always says, as far as I'm aware, we've done nothing wrong. Mm. Well, he you think played. I would step forward in that and said, um, I know we've done nothing wrong. I've, you know, I've, um, I've spoken to where... Even at that, when he says, I know we've done nothing wrong, he all all he has to do is when the charges eventually do come through as guilty, which they will, I'm convinced of it, he'll just turn around and say, they lied to me. And yeah, because he has he has covered that as well, where he said, you know, if I find out that they've lied to me, I'll be gone. You know? Yeah. And then he said stuff like, no, I know we've done nothing wrong. And then he said stuff like, well, if we're relegated to League 2, I won't leave. Why would you be relegated to League 2 if you've done nothing wrong? Do you know exactly. what I'm saying? So there's a load of mixed messages there. I just got from this rant the other day. Maybe it is a bit of title race. You know, maybe maybe he knows his team are kind of... Maybe it could be simply they won everything last season. They're finding it hard to get back up for this season. And he knows that. And he's struggling to fucking get them going again. But they're not miles off, let's be honest. It's not like they're, they're, they're in Chelsea's position. You know, they're... they're they probably under with the buggies are probably still favourites for the league. And but, there's a run coming in them as well. Oh, there's, there, 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 there's no doubt there's a run coming in them. But he's he just seems to be forming a narrative or forming a story or forming something where he can point to a reason for leaving English football, maybe. But it won't be anything to do with what's going on with charges. It'll be more to do with you know, I'm there and I've done this and you don't give me the credit and you, you're obsessed with this club and you're obsessed with that club. But he's the one that keeps mentioning all these clubs. You know, like Klopp came out the other week and said, mentioned Newcastle. He said, he said, sorry, I never meant, he actually says in it, sorry, I've never mentioned Newcastle. I watched them the other night against United. Brilliant game they played. From start to finish, they were direct, they were this, they were that. But Klopp doesn't sit there and go, uh, well, you know, Jürgen, do you think you can win the league? Oh, well, I'm not too sure. These are good and that's good. Well, this fella's turning around going, well, if we win it, you know, we don't this. And if we were expected. And he's, I just can't get around on her, how he can actually sit there with a straight face and go, why do you always make it out? Like, we have to win. Well, Pep, you know, these 115 charges and what they're based on will tell you why do you have to win. And the reason a league win for any of these other clubs you mentioned would be a big achievement is because what they're up against. Like, am I going mad on or is, have I read this wrong? No, no, no. You're 100% I agree with you and everything. Like, But it's all part of the dance for him. So it is. All this yeah. is just all part of the dance. He, he's very good at what he does. He's a manipulator of the high score. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, even like bring it to the sideline. Like, look at him when we draw 1 1, that handshake with Klopp. Like, that's infuriating. Mm. So it is. All this real. He's passive aggressive very much. Did you see him even with Rob Edwards after Luton there with the beat? Yeah. Like there's you know, he's up with these fake hugs and kisses and all this bullshit. Like he knows how to play a crowd, he knows how to play people. Yeah. And you know, and so many people buy into it, and that's what they're doing as well through these interviews. And that's mm. why I don't think he's even getting the bite that he wants. He mm. that as I went back to already, this creating this siege mentality against him. He he's not gonna get it because people buy into this whole city thing. Where a lot know they're guilty, but a lot on the same side, Gav, will always side with them. Yeah, but you see, I'd, I think I'd have more respect for him if he came out and went, listen, you all think we cheated, and I'm telling you we didn't, right? So I think we should get way more credit for what we've done than what you give us. Um, yeah, and, and all this there where, you know, we're up for the league and we should do this and we should do that, you're wrong. Right, um, it'd be a brilliant achievement for us to win the league against these teams because we're playing on the exact same pitch as them. You know the sort of way, but he's not saying that. He's not saying that. 
he's 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 trying to say it, but he can't go the full way because I don't think he has confidence in what's coming. That's where I am. And instead of instead of saying I don't have a confidence in what's coming here, and of the comments I fucking made before have actually stitched me up. I'm gonna make something else up. I'm just gonna go down a different line here and fuck you. That's where I think he is. Right? I think there's more to come from him as well in the next couple of weeks. And if they lose another couple of games, I think he'd fucking just blow the lid altogether. Yeah. So yeah, be a row off. You'd be ringing Axe going, "Listen, that's not going back on the road, won't you?" <laughs> you'd be fucking. You'd be. You'd be cancelling your bleeding. You'd be cancelling your monthly payment with premium credit. Uh, Come here, uh, people I mentioned the lovely quiff you have tonight. It's about time you fucking turned up and looked presentable because another couple of nights you've looked like a bleeding bouncer, you've looked like all sorts, <laughs> but it's looking magnificent today. So people are asking what top you're wearing. That's a 1989 Sligo Rovers kit. Yup, look at that. 1989. Oh, quickly, I seen you on Twitter the other day saying uh, Sligo Rovers have made a couple of good signings. Um, you're happy with how things are going so far? Because you were oh, distraught at the end of last season. Oh snap, man! I was I was on I was on the bridge. Yeah. So, but fuck it. No, cautiously, cautiously optimistic. No, right. we won't be pulling up any trees. Like all yeah, I want to do. You, is send, send me a list of them afterwards, will you? And um, I'll, I'll catch up on them and see where they are. Um. Yeah. Anyway, look, we're going to finish up in a couple of minutes because we said we'll, we'll do about forty-five minutes on this. Um, we are in that much, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're twenty-seven minutes in. We're, we're, we're the best boys. Um. Before I do, sorry, uh, loads of shows coming uh, throughout this week. You've had loads already. Tomorrow, two member shows tomorrow. Tomorrow at 10 a.m., 10 minutes of football, 20 minutes of nonsense. It's called the 30. It's 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 great. I love it. I'm on there tomorrow. And tomorrow night, myself and Phil Casey, where another member show called The Tribute, where Phil will pick three players, former Liverpool players, to pay tribute to. All right. Um, Thursday, uh, what have we got on Thursday? 10 a.m. Myself and Robbie on at 10 a.m. 10 p.m. We'll do, we'll, we'll go through the uh, Union St. Gillaw. Gillaw? Gillaw? Whatever the fucking called. Um, we're going to do a reaction to that game. I know the game is on early, but we're leaving the reaction until 10 p.m. So people are you know, home and able to do stuff like that. Um, Friday, 10 a.m., myself and Kev are going to be on the 30 at 10 a.m. And at 8.45, myself and Christy on episode five of the um, title show, which will be free to everyone. It is a member show, but we're going to make it free to everyone. If you're not a member already, don't be giving us super chats. Put your 3.99 a month into being a member. There's about... 20 to 30 shows a month on there and there's a new series coming um, after the title one is finished there's a new series coming as well which will be six episodes you get them all live you get to interact and you get them before anyone can download them and stuff like that but all of our content you can download the following day but the likes of the series you have to wait a couple of days after for it but become a member it's the blatant crack uh, don't know what are you laughing at you've seen something in the chat tell me no John or there just see that Klopp needs to rebuild an agent squad, but no Champions League is a lot of money lost, and they don't just need one or two. Gary Neville tweeted May 7, 2023. Topping just finished in last in the Champions League group. Yeah, that's fucking mad. <laughs> He's a fucking ticket, the highest order. Ah, oh, Jesus, I can't, I can't, I can't, I just can't, I can't win them anymore. Um, so, the weekend, Manchester United, aha. Uh-huh. Um, Big games. I know we're skipping over this towards the game, but the chances are we're going to play a very kind of you know um, shadow side, as you call it, on Thursday. But United at the weekend, 
we'll, I'm sure we'll get on, we'll get we'll get to West Ham and Arsenal as they come around. But this is the big one. Uh, Sunday half four. Anfield against United. You've watched United tonight. We've watched United this season. It looks like maybe Luke Shaw now won't make it. Looks like Harry Maguire definitely won't make it. And the talk is that Varane may have gone injured, off injured as well tonight. But even with them on the pitch, you said to me when you come on, Gaff, they are fucking brutal. Um, I, I, I just, I don't know what to say about them anymore. Like, Kimmich and Goretzka for Bayern this evening played the game and uh, even St. Terger would be complimentary to them. And they waltzed through United. Like, Bayern should have been three or four up at half time even. Hmm. They were just they were taking the piss of them, and they weren't even trying. So they were, and United were at full tilt. Yeah, and still they didn't create anything. They're, they're just a ver- there's no structure to them, Gav. There's no there's no like for a manager that's been in there now. What is it, eighteen months? Like there's there's yeah. no identity to that side whatsoever. Yeah. So there's not, and there's no sign of an identity coming into the team. You have that lad Anthony. He's over on the sideline. He's like something off the off a YouTube channel where he's doing these little fancy flips, and the ball goes nowhere. Fidget spinner, my mate. Awesome. <laughs> That's actually a great name for him. Yeah. You know, you have like, and another one as well. And I actually think he, there's a makings of a good player there. Is your man Hoyland up top? Yeah. Like that fella hasn't scored since what the first that Bayern the away leg at Bayern. Yeah. Oh no, he scored. He scored at um. He scored away in um, Copenhagen, didn't he? Oh, did he score out there as well? I think he might yeah. have scored in Copenhagen. Did he get one in Galatasaray? I can't remember, but he hasn't scored a league yeah, goal. I don't think. Copenhagen, come on, you know, like let's we won't get run away. But like, there's nothing that says about him, and he's seventy odd million of a sign in as well. Yeah, it's it's so as a Liverpool fan going into it. I'm trying to get as many people when they're on this week to talk about it. As a Liverpool fan going into this. Are you confident? One. And two, what do Liverpool need to do here? Because these are shy. So what do Liverpool need to do? First of all, they'll never be confident, Gav. They could be in League Two and they could have Dwight York and Andy Cole today playing back up top for them. And I still <laughs> yeah. wouldn't be confident going into the game. Yeah. Because it's just them. But realistically, though, I think going into the game, you, it just, you have to stay on top of them. So you have. They're going to be at that. They're going to sit back and they're going to look to hit you on the counter as always. That's all the same to do. Mm. That's their only identity. It's a terrible way of playing. But we just got to be smart on that. Can't leave any gaps for them. Can't leave any back doors open. And I think if we can just hound them out, <coughs> bat them, I think we'll I think we'll tear them apart. And I think the biggest thing is whether he, whether he starts Nunes or Gakpo. And I I personally go Gakpo. Yeah, to find the spaces I, and 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 hold. Yeah. I think he pulls. I think he, especially now with the injuries they'll have in the back line. You know what I mean? They're going to be totally unstructured altogether at the back. And I think if you have Gakko pulling people around the place, it's just going to create loads of room for Salah and Diaz to cause absolute havoc. Yeah, and um, that's where we win the game. Do you want to give me a prediction? Trina, Trina. Okay. Um, Kieran B says it'll be Johnny Evans and Varane versus us if one of those get injured in the game I don't know who they can bring in at centre half um, I don't know either because like, like I haven't seen a minute of this game by the way I just know uh, I think I've seen a text from Kev saying Maguire's gone here and then I was like gone what like, oh, Maguire's done sorry and I was like has someone done him for a goal is he fucking are you just telling me he's shy no one was there or something happened and then I seen it saying he's crying was it um, and then 
the second half started, I seen Luke Shaw off Wambasaka on, I think, was it Wambasaka on? Yeah. And I was like, what's going on there? Is he just pulling the plug on this and trying to keep players? But you're telling me Luke Shaw was signaling to the bench for two or three minutes before the half yeah, ended no, to he, say, I yeah, need to go as well. Um, and then you were saying somebody texts you to say, no, do you think Varane's gone off injured as well? Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not 100% on my friend. That that could be just precautionary, but yeah, um, we'll see what happens there. But you have to remember as well, there's no Fernandez as well going into this game. No, there's no Fernandez either. Sam reckons they'll put Amrabat into centre-half. Um, they did, <sighs> they did, they did, they did at the end of the game tonight. Um, it, it, look, it's... It, if, if on paper you'd look and go, Liverpool is going to destroy this. But I, I keep saying it and I'll bang on about it all week. Liverpool's intensity has to be there. Liverpool's determination to run all over this have to be there. And when Liverpool, if Liverpool go one and up after five or ten minutes, Liverpool need to basically continue as if it's nil all for the next ten. And if they score again, they need to continue as if it's nil all for the next ten. Liverpool's only downfall here on Sunday will be if they decide that they are too good for Manchester United and switch off. Because as bad as they are, they have got players that can hurt you. There's no doubt about it. They have got players that can hurt you. Your man Hoyland running into open space at Anfield because we don't want to press forward up the pitch is trouble. Garnacho's a good player. Trouble. Anthony, I think he's awful. But if you give him a chance, he, he, he can hurt you. Do you know what I mean? McTominay oh, scoring a goal. There's, there's areas there where he can hurt you, but he can only hurt you if you don't apply yourself. And that'll keep, that's my thing for the week. Apply yourself and you'll be absolutely fine. Jonathan says I the Anfield Road end partially that. opening. Under the lights, fans are going to be rabid. A bad night at the office coming for Eric Sevenhag. Uh, no Casemiro either. Um, yeah, Rashford might continue to play sick on Sunday. Yeah, he wasn't, he said he was out with an illness tonight. He'd be back. They'll have to play him. Go on, Donner. What were you going to say? No, I'm just going to say there, um, I think the best thing that could have happened to us was that performance of Palace at the weekend. I think mm. that's the combination now of the last few games where we've been poor. And I think we always go through them little spells and then we come out the end of it. You know, you'll always hit that. That's the bottom of the barrel, basically. And then mm. we move on. Even Klopp has addressed it, how bad we've played and everything else. So mm. I think we'll be all guns blazing, to be honest, at the weekend. And we need to, as you said, we have to be at it from the first minute because you can't mm. give these a sniff. It's yeah, because... It's, Game where kind of form goes out the window sometimes. Yeah, and I think I think like um, John says our home performance would be much better than our ways. We trashed that super Villa team, uh, that, that Villa super team at Anfield. Look, Fulham scored three at Anfield, and I genuinely think it's down to Liverpool just deciding that they, we'll just win this. Whatever happens, we'll win it. Right? That won't be allowed to happen on Sunday. I, I think uh, whoever's made the comment about the, the under the lights and everything that bang on because. It, it's Liverpool, Manchester United, you know, so the play's going to be bleeding, rocking, half hour. It's going to be dark, right? It's going to be hard. I, I fully agree with that. But I think if Liverpool win, if go in front, I don't think the, the the crowd will sit back and go, ah, that's grand now, you know, a run of the mill. They'll be wanting more, and they'll be wanting more, and that pushes them, pushes them on. O'Shane says it there. The crowd at Anfield won't allow us to play, and poorly against United at the weekend, especially partial opening of the new Anfield roll in. Um, Hoyland. Probably get will probably get his first goal in the Premier League. It's bonkers. He may do, but if Liverpool score four, I don't give a fuck if he gets his first um, goal in the Premier League. They're in for a tough week as well, Gav. They got booed off at full time. They were booed off tonight. Yeah, so there'll be a lot of talk and a lot of pressure all week. Yeah, and he seems to have sent. I've I've heard McTominay quite a bit on the radio, as he seems to be the spokesman now, which is funny because he was the one that they were trying to actively get rid of three months ago. Um, But like none of that. Big players 
are out talking and that's a bit of a worry you know um, but look um, I'll take your tree nil all day I won't even I won't even see your tree and raise it I'll take the tree and I'll walk away from it to be perfectly honest with you I'm absolutely good with that um, we're going to go um, really enjoyed that good shot on Pep good shot on the um, that thing that they've done in the vote can't remember the word it's gone out of my head and a good shot on Liverpool versus United um, like I said hit the like button on your way out if you can subscribe if you haven't already if you want to become a member and get you know you're still getting something like 16 18 shows a month free but if you want another 20 to 30 on top of that um, become a member it's it's 4 euro a month it's a euro a week it's I don't know what it is a day 13 cent a day I don't fucking know what it is right but um, do so it helps us it really really does help us it helps us do this do it live keep the interaction all that sort of thing so um, and yeah it's good fun if you, if you know anyone that's a member and you're not sure get on to them and ask them we're having the crack honestly 10 o'clock in the morning it's like we're all bleeding drunk the stuff we're coming out with this morning's one had to be marked explicit not for kids I had to do two warnings on it to say it's not for kids because people are talking about Oh, all sorts of stuff. I'm not going to say it again here because I'll end up having to make this one explicit as well. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, if you're if you're not a member, um, if you're not a member, uh, check it out. Give it a go for a month. Cost you four quid. If you don't like it, fine. If you do, you'll keep with it. That's what I'll say to you. Dunner, it's been an absolute pleasure. You look fantastic. If we don't see you on here before Christmas, have a great Christmas to you, your wife and your daughter. Have a really, really good one. Thanks to everyone in the chat. It's been an absolute pleasure. Over now. Where's Gaff? Sports Social Podcast Network.